3: I'm Ted Gioka and we're talking savings, investments, in your retirement here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Uh, we've been on the air for, wow, a long time, I think over 15 years now, and it's become one of Houston's more popular financial radio shows uh, because we try to bring you uh, ideas to save money, build up wealth, and understand the world today. We, we try to be, be pretty straight with you. We try to sit there and give you how we see the world and, uh, and, and, and where we think it's going. And so uh, we, 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 we're going to be talking a lot about that, what's going to happen for the new year on the show today. It's, you know, this is our second show of the new year. We really want to kind of expand upon that. And then, you know, uh, what, do you, what do you do here? Well, I mean, it, it is the new year, so we've got a lot of different ideas. Now the first one is, is, is of course our motto and our philosophy, which is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. It's the new year. Look, I, I went to, to work out in Memorial Park this weekend. I could actually this week after work, I could barely find a parking spot. Uh, and I, because people are going to get out. They're going to hey, I'm going to get in shape, or I'm going to, uh, I'm going to. No diet. I'm about I'm to try to improve my financial well-being, and, and I think it's a good time. It's the new year. It's a, it's it's a start over, uh, and, and it's been a long two years with the COVID. And uh, you know, I think we've been very fortunate in Houston, Texas, for the most part, but but it, but it has been tough, and and it, it's uh, it, and so it's the start of a new year. So take advantage of that. Uh, now's the time to kind of review your finances to sit there and see: Are you saving enough money? Are, are you how are you set for retirement? Take a look at at your savings rate. Uh, we say save aggressively, invest conservatively. Well, we're, we're seeing why why we want to save uh, invest conservatively after the you know the, the huge drops in the market this week for many stocks, but but uh, but also it save aggressively. So, are you saving enough? I mean, ten percent. Is our goal that it does not that does not include the company match, so it should be closer to 13 percent. In some cases, 12, sometimes more, 15 percent. But 10 percent is what you put away in every paycheck. Plus, you have other programs. We, we the reason we say 10 we, percent, we're really trying to come up with a goal that everybody can get to. Look, we have a lot of people save more. I remember when we first started out the show that like people were they called and they were so excited at a show about savings because there really wasn't one, and they come on. Some people would be saving twenty-five. We have clients saving thirty percent of their income, but 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 I I, I say ten percent because I want everybody to take advantage. So if you're saving more than ten percent, that's great. That's where we want you to be. But but ten percent is a number where you can you can have a good retirement, and I think this is so important uh, to to do this over time. So so so, so we're coming on the new year. So it, it, now's the time to go to your HR person, talk to them about increasing your savings. Or maybe look, maybe you're saving the ten percent. What about maybe going with the four, with the Roth, save for the Roth IRA, to do something else, uh, put up, put away, you know, maybe put away some money to buy a buy a home, a second home, or a, uh, your first home, uh, increase it. Uh, you know, uh, to, another thing you got to look at. Now's the time to look at spending. Uh, how, how much are you spending? I mean, it's real easy to. Uh, it's a lot of money. I, it, it's real easy. As you get older and go through life, one of the most amazing things is when you're starting out, you're going, look, if I can just make an extra $10,000 a year, I'll have so much money, I know, I know what to do with that. Actually, it starts out if I can just have like, Three thousand or four thousand dollars more. I mean, it, it's really, If I, you know, if I could just get, it, it, you always spend up to whatever you give. Uh, the most amazing thing is you see these people that win these ten, twenty million dollar lotteries, and the money's gone after. I, I forgot what the number is. I want to say five or seven years. We actually had some people talk about that a number of years back on the show. It's remarkable. It's a remarkably high percentage of the people lose all their money they won in the lottery. So the problem – and that's a very important lesson. And you're like, Ted, what is that lesson? The lesson is no matter how much money you have, you can spend it if you don't take care of it, if you don't watch it. I mean it's, that's a really important lesson. So you've got to build up some of these, these savings methods, the, the – but the easiest one, the reason we talk continually about this is these 401k i mean th- this is the biggest wealth generator probably it, it, i i don 't know if it's bigger it, actually it might be bigger in many it 's hard to say if it 's bigger now than than your home because the home prices have gone completely crazy, but I think really for the average person, the quickest way to get to build up wealth is put away fifteen percent or more in your 401k plan you can just have an enormous amount of money but that 's why we talk about that but there 's other ways. To do it, but, 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 but that's kind of an idiot proof way to do it because they take the money away from you before you get it in your paycheck. So, so then you can spend all the money after that. The danger now is with credit cards and things. Look, one of the things to start for the new year, hey, have you ta- are you taking a look at those credit cards? I'm not talking about how much is the bill at the end of the month. I'm not talking about how much did I spend at the end. But take a look and see where's that money going? Do you know where it's going? I mean, it's amazing. I look at my credit card statements, and it's pretty incredible. I mean, it, it does seem like we've ramped up the spending on on, on medical supplies. I mean, I, you know, I think I could open up a hospital over here sometimes. Yeah, but, it, it's, it, 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 you know, in the COVID and preparation and stuff, and people really did spend a lot of money. There was a lot of money in the system. The money's starting to drain away now, so you're going to have to be more frugal. You're going to have to be tighter and watch your expenses. But it's the start of the new year. So now's the time to take a look at those credit card statements. Really, what are you spending the money on? I, you know, I don't think, I don't think there's any problem with going out, you know, once a month and running up a big tab at a restaurant, going out to eat. But if you're going out every night, if you're, you know, if if you're, you, you know, those things add up. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's not some luxury you'd like to have that typically gets people in trouble. It tends to be. The, the 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 spending on, on on minor issues it just builds up over time and so you want to watch every penny and you want to manage that so it's the start of the new year take a look at those credit card bills don't just look at the again don't look at the amount which you know, probably as guilty of as anybody but really run through the numbers look and see where all the money is going and then you know kind of question say hey what's going on where did this money come from. Uh, and, and one of the other things you got to watch out for is with these things like Amazon and stuff, things can go on all types of different credit cards. You don't even notice it. It's a lot easier to spend money if you're going to Amazon every day, you know, with the click of a button, versus having to pull the credit card out of your wallet or your purse at the store. And, and, and so understand what you're spending the money on, because that's then that, that's going to get you an idea of where you go. It's it's really surprising to me how many very very wealthy people are just very watch watch the, the expenses very closely. Uh, and and I, I think you should too. And I think it's the start of the new year. Uh, you want to get that savings plan going. You want to take a look at your credit cards, see where you're spending on you take a look at your spending and see where you can you can put away more money uh, for, for uh, retirement. But the other thing is, look, it's a very good jobs market right now. You know, This is what – there's a lot of people quitting jobs and moving around because the the pay is better, the benefits are better, and and this is probably the best job market in – now, it depends on the sector, but overall, this is probably the best job market in in our lifetimes. It's just – you know, there's a lot of opportunity out there. There's a lot of people looking for workers. But there's a lot of people just sitting home. There's a lot of people say, look, I've made enough money. I'm not going to work. Or, or just, maybe I'm just, I'm tired of, of doing this. I don't want to do this anymore. So they're not working. But that creates opportunities. That creates opportunities for young people to get ahead now. Now's, now's when young people can get jobs and find, people are willing to take a risk. Well, normally I wouldn't take a risk in this person. He doesn't have the education. He doesn't have the experience. Or maybe there's some you know, uh, mark on their record or something that normally we wouldn't even talk to you. But right now, we're pretty desperate, willing to give them a chance. That's opportunity. It, and so take advantage of these opportunities uh, out there right now. I, it, it, and I see, I mean, this, it, it's really remarkable. If you think about, we're two years into this COVID. You realize, two weeks from now, two years ago on the Max Out Saving Show, we were talking about the coronavirus. No one else knew what it was. We were saying, hey, there's a there's a the virus. It was the uh, what was it? Was it the Korea? It was a coronavirus. That's why I still call it the coronavirus. And because this coronavirus over there, there's a virus. We don't know what it is, but I can't find anything that it's that dangerous. But I keep watching what's happening in China and, and something is not right. It, it, you know why, why are they shutting down 80 percent of their manufacturing facilities over there? You know, we we talked about supply chains a month. Uh, you know, less than a month after that, we said, "Look, the supply chains are in danger." People are like, "What are supply chains?" We talked about supply chains four or five years ago. We we, we were saying, "Look, we're, we're shipping too many of our our factories overseas. That they're, they're too our, our supply chains are too efficient." But we we talked we we made the comparison. Look, a, a, a big company should be like a Chevrolet. It should have you know, you drive it down the road. It's not the fastest thing in the world. But you know it it's reliable. it 's reliable constantly since you know gets you there every single time, like clockwork you know if you get in some snow or you hit a bump or or you got to go through you know twelve inches of water or something, it gets you through there you know where wh- what happened is is we had all these m b a s out there you know they they they, they got a hold of a lot of these companies and they wanted to make them as efficiently as possible. look we don 't need any redundancy. Why do we have two plants? Well, one can do not we don 't need that that's not going to happen. Or, or 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 look, why do we need this warehouse? Well, that's to uh, our excess uh, supplies. No, no, we use just, just just in time supplies. So so it's you know the night before we begin production, the train rolls up to the back of the of the factory, unloads the stuff, and then we don't have to use that that that, that warehouse. We save all this money. We cut the factory out of there. This is going to raise our profits. I mean, it went up so. So what happened is the supply chains in many big companies—they became like a Ferrari. These, these things were finely tuned machines. They were running circles around everyone else out there, going up and down the track. The guy in the Chevrolet with had plant in the United States had a, a factory, had a warehouse where he kept supplies and ordered extra, extra inventories. You know, he was the fool, and the Ferrari was driving around. Well, all of a sudden, boom. You know, they had 12 inches of water. They hit a pothole or they hit some snow and that Ferrari's in the ditch. And that's where we are in, in, in corporate America. Is. A lot of the supply chains are in the ditch. They, they, there was no redundancy. And there was no resiliency whatsoever built into them it, be, it because all is about saving costs. Well, that's starting to change. It, it, and, 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 and so he said, look, this is going to be a problem. This was two years ago. We've gone through two years with this coronavirus. It, it, and I've said this on the show. I mean, it's still just, it boggles my mind to sit and watch TV, and or read different things and hear about the study done in Sweden, one study done in Israel, the study done in South Africa. What the Europeans are saying, everybody else except the United States, where well, we don't appear to have any studies whatsoever. There was a study by the NFL that said that the COVID, what they, what, what their studies, they were trying, they said if you did okay, good. If if you did not have the uh, Symptoms, they didn't think that was the spreader problem. But why, why is, why has the CDC and, and, and Tony Fauci sat around and done absolutely nothing for the last, you know, for two years, except come badger us about uh, vaccines and everything else, and done virtually no studies to determine how we can treat this, look at it all. What is the cause? How does it spread? It's, it's extraordinary. It's a, it's a national embarrassment. But anyway, that's another story. I think we're all upset about that. So let's take a quick break, and we're going to go back. Wow, a lot of movements in the markets this week. What's going on? Ten-year rate was up. Ten-year rate was up 17% this week. Yeah, that's right, 17%. What's going on? We'll talk about that right after this quick break of the Max Out Savings Show.
2: The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Giocca is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages.
4: Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites,
3: In the 1970s, the big song was The Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioca of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement.
2: Downtime with your family? That's good. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Saving Show, Ted Gioka.
3: Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, Talk. Look, a, a lot of volatility uh, this week in the markets, and I, I think one of the big themes for 2022 is going to be a lot of volatility. I, I think we're dealing with inflation. I think we're dealing with with, with quantitative easing. They're, they're cutting back. We're right, dealing with rising interest rates. We're dealing with China and Taiwan. We're dealing with Russia and the Ukraine. We're dealing with massive energy shortages in Europe. We're dealing with the coronavirus. Uh, it, it's all uh and we're dealing with the, with with the most toxic political environment probably since the civil war at a minimum since nineteen since uh you know the last years of the Nixon administration i would say but uh well really i i think it's it, it's as bad as it gets out there and and so th- this is going to lead to a lot of volatility looking at looking out this week, so what happened this week? you know it really was what the new year started out it was, things were going great and, and all of a sudden uh you know the market fell apart uh this week first week in the new year. What happened was is the federal reserve uh the minutes came out on the federal reserve and and they were talking about look the the economy is heating up, we've got inflation the the uh it appears to be getting worse, and we're going to have to cut back on quantitative easing. And, and raise rates, and, and the market reacted very poorly to that. Well, where let's take a look at where we're at right now. Right now, the, the, the Fed, I want to say, is, is, is right now is engaged in quantitative easing. They're they're, they're buying a hundred and five billion dollars, approximately $1 billion dollars a month of bonds every single month. They're in there buying bonds, keeping interest rates low. Well, let's look at short term rates. Where are short term rates? They're at zero. Zero. Now, now we depending on the inflation numbers, five point six, five point nine percent, six point nine in some cases, seven point something percent. The inflation rate is probably running a fair numbers over the last twelve months is somewhere around seven percent. If you want to take out the adjustments, it's over ten percent, and the, and, the and, and interest rates are at zero. It means you've got massive negative negative real interest rates, and so the Fed. Is what that means is they're behind the curb because people are borrowing money for virtually nothing, and, and, and they're investing in, in, in assets that they're rising in inflation. And so, if they almost if they go borrow all their money at the beginning of the year and then spend it at the grocery store, it's an investment and stockpile it in the bedroom. You probably need you fill up your pantry pretty quick, but you might save seven percent. I mean, think about that. And so. So the, the, the economy is hot. We have the largest number of job openings in history. We have one of the lowest uh, unemployment rates in history. Uh, and so here we are. I mean, this is as hot an economy as we'll see in our lifetimes. But it, but it, it's it, a lot of it has been uh, uh, it has has really been the 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 Federal Reserve just printing money and the government tossing throwing money out of the airplane, you know. Which was by the way, it was predicted. You know, our, people forget our very first max out savings report was around 2001 November, and it was it was after Ben Bernanke's fel, famous helicopter speech, where Ben Bernanke said he was he was not chairman of the Federal Reserve at the time. I believe it was Greenspan, but he said his vice chair, I remember right. He goes, "Well, look, people forget the Fed has a printing press and we can throw money out of a helicopter if need be," and here we are. 20 years later, and that's exactly what he did. They threw money out of a helicopter, and now prices are skyrocketing, and the people are losing confidence in the dollar. So what happened this week is they're like, look, we might have to tighten things up. Well, that resulted in interest rate – the the, the, uh, 10-year Treasury bond went up to 17.77%. It hit 1.8%. That's 26 basis points is what we are each – there's 100 basis points in a percent, 26 basis point increase. Doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a, that's a 17 percent increase in in interest rates in uh, in one week. Uh, but more importantly, the the 10-year Treasury went up to the level it was before the pandemic. Before, if you look look back on it, it was it was January. Uh, to the level of about January 2020 when people really didn't even know what the the, the coronavirus was. So interest rates have gone back to the level they were before the coronavirus hit. Now, they're not there on on, on the short-term rates on the Fed funds, but but on on the 10-year, they're there. And and interest rates went up across the board. The five-year Treasury bond is now at Uh, 1.47%. Again, that went up too. So rates are starting to move up. Well, this is kind of a problem because the, the market has been soaring up on free money from the Federal Reserve, and if interest rates are going to go zero, then you can put you know forty, fifty, sixty, hundred, hundred and fifty. 200 PEs on stocks because in theory, if if, if, you're, if if stocks are priced on interest rates and interest rates go to zero, the the, the you know they could go to infinity and, and pretty much that's what the S and P 5 uh, that's what the Nasdaq has been doing, but now rates are going up. The party's over. I mean, it, it, you know, if you look at this, let me give you some numbers and we come up with all types of different numbers each week. But the quantitative easing in in 2020 was 8.5 trillion dollars. Now now. Uh, I want to say our economy is 21 trillion, give or take a, 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 8.5 trillion dollars quantitative easing in 2020. Two trillion dollars in in, uh, in in 21. That's 50% of the GDP over two years. It's, these are World War II spending levels. World War II spending levels. Uh, this year they're projecting it's going to drop. We'll see how much, maybe a half a trillion. We don't know yet, but. But but all this money is in the system and it's cutting up asset prices, cutting up stock prices. But more importantly, it's starting to kite up the price of of food at the store, of automobiles, of of, of parts, of, of housing, of 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 everything, of every I mean everything. I mean we we can sit there and have a call and show and talk for 24 you know 48 hours straight with one person after another calling up, telling the price of whatever went up and not have a repeat. So everything is going up, and now wages are going up because of this. So, so, so now things are changing out there. You're seeing a pretty dramatic change all of a sudden. It's been a free ride, money from helicopters, predicted by Ben Bernanke, I and they. This was planned 20 years ago. If anybody thinks any of this stuff was a surprise, you know what they did is in, in 2008 they they went and bailed out Wall Street. They knew they couldn't do that again because what was going to happen is is they were. You know, the the public wasn't gonna stand for another bailout of Wall Street, so they had to give it to the people, but it created a huge amount of inflation, which is continuing. So we don't we don't see the inflation slowing down. Look, are car prices gonna fall? Yes. Probably three or four months they're gonna start declining, particularly used car prices. There's not enough of them out there. So you're, you're gonna, as soon as that starts happening, there's going to be the inflation's over, inflation's dead. Well, car prices, that's artificial shortage. People can't get cars, and there's pent-up demand. Uh, but other things, the price of cereals, the price of, of, of everything is not going to go down. You know, people forget. They're complaining about oil prices. You know, I don't know oil's about, I don't know, $70, 60 some, $70. I haven't looked at it today. But let me pull it up here just a second. Oil price. Okay, I'm making a point here. That's an important point, actually. Yes, yeah. seventy-eight, ninety for West Texas crude. You go, oh my God, this is so high. Ray, really, what what happened to 2020? When March, when it was at zero, literally zero. But here's the problem with oil prices. Ten years ago, oil was well, about eight years ago, oil was over hundred dollars a barrel. So oil hasn't gone up as much as everybody thinks it has. It's just back to where it sort of was. And this is somewhat somewhat a thing. And I'll tell you the keys looking for investments going forward. What you want to do is you want to find and make investments in companies making things that they really probably haven't gone anywhere in price over the last 10 years. Think about that for a second. Something they've been able to push up the price. every Yeah, I give me an example. A six pack of Coke hasn't really gone up much over the last ten or fifteen years. They probably have some more room to raise the price. Uh, they, you know, there's a, there's a number of things. Looking at all prices, back in fourteen, let me pull the, the chart here. Fourteen, all prices were one hundred and five dollars. $15, Thirteen? You know. Uh, you know, eight, nine, ten years ago, they were $100, so we've had some inflation since then, so oil's probably not going to go up. Now, what's happened? Oil has been one of the top-performing assets so far year-to-date. So we, we talked about oil. Back in November of of 2020, Uh, uh Joe Biden was was going to be elected, and everybody said oil was going to go away within five years. We said, no. We said, you want to buy it. We talked about it at the time. We said, look, it's, it, if you take worst-case example. It, look what happened to tobacco companies—the price went up. We've had huge profits in the oil and gas sector. We, you know, we, we try to bring these things to you so we, you, know, you can understand the world and not listen to the to the narrative that's spun by by Washington and Wall Street. But but understand there's opportunities out there. But you know, the better, financial sector is good because rising interest rates—that actually went up. Uh, the the other one, industrials were about even. Uh, one again, you know, the worst was was technology. I mean, technology just did very poorly. Uh, if you look at the Nasdaq, Nasdaq was off about 4.3 percent. All right, we have 4.3 percent for the for the week, which is just it, it, that's that's just you know that's pretty poor. I mean, we've been telling you. Yeah, 4.53%. Talk- the, the tech sector is grossly overvalued. It's still overvalued. You know, people. Don't, don't, do you realize, okay, NASDAQ was, uh, hit a high here. Bear with me just a second. I hit, hit a high of about a month ago, a month and a half ago. It's down a little bit. It's not down tremendously. Do you realize that 40% of the NASDAQ stocks, 40% of them are down 50%? I'm forty percent of the Nasdaq stocks are down fifty percent off their highs. And, and like, well, Ted, how come the Nasdaq's down some but it's not down just terribly? Well the answer is very simply is is what they've done is is they've just a few very large companies, you know, it's Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Google. You could probably toss in Tesla. Between the two of them, between the, what was it, five or six of them, if the market capitalization is about what well, I th- I think a nine point eight trillion dollars. I looked at it the other day, uh, Yeah, $9.6 trillion. That makes it – by the way, based if it was a GDP basis, that makes it – that means it's the third largest country after the United States and China in the world. So they haven't really come down yet, but the stocks underneath them with the super high PEs are coming down. Now, these, a lot of these guys are buying back a whole bunch of stock right now, but the question is, is eventually – the sellers of the Nasdaq are going to have to sell bigger percentages of these because they they just can't get out of these smaller ones. They're getting they're getting beaten up too much and it just doesn't justify. So, so I think we're going to see a lot of this. Uh, the, the last the, this is the worst performance in the Nasdaq since two, the year 2000. Right at the top, that was the top of the of the tech bubble. This is the worst worst uh, year to date performance for the Nasdaq 100. So, so uh, again. But some stocks are going up the oil and gas sector is going up the some of the industrials are going up some of the drug companies are going up uh, th- there's opportunities out there in, in the market in it, it just like there was in 19, 1999 i mean it, and i and i think we're kind of seeing the same thing the question is where do these interest rates go i the problem is 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 they the, the, the Fed funds is still, still at zero. It's averaged. How does say the average over the long term has been closer to three, three and a half percent. That's the average. That's not. Uh, last time we talked about this show last year. Last time interest rates were, inflation rate was this high. the the the, the Fed funds was closer to ten percent. So. So the question is, is inflation going away and is it no longer a problem? And I think the answer is to your retirement. I don't think so. I, I think we're we're still gonna be dealing with it. This is an enormous amount of money. The velocity of money hasn't really gone up. Now you say, well, Ted, that's obvious because inflation's not gone. No, that's because the the the, the 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 velocity of money is basically, you know, the turnover of the money divided by the amount of money. Well if you if you sit there and and uh and keep pushing and, and, and dividing it by a bigger and bigger number. It can't go up. So if you keep putting money in, the, the, the money supply has grown so quickly, the, the economy cannot spend the money to increase the velocity of the money because there's so much money in the system. Think about that. So it's likely to continue. We still have – Years to start moving these supply chains back to the United States. We've only just begun. I mean, look, every company out there is nervously looking at China going, oh, my God, I hope they don't invade Taiwan after the Olympics because then we're screwed because we could get cut off from our products that we're importing from China. So they all want to have a second source. That's going to be a little more expensive. Oh, sure. Hey, Randy, how are you doing year.
5: Good. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, Ted, I've been looking at the, uh, my bond screener and uh, trying to uh, kind of ascertain the, the trend of interest rates in general, you know, not not, not treasuries yeah. necessarily. But but I've noticed that uh, it looks like uh, yields have been rising a little bit because prices are coming down some. Now, to get up to about a Three percent yield of maturity. You got to go out to like twenty, twenty-eight, something like that. They're not that close, but uh, they have gone up, you know, s- quite a bit. But uh, still too low. Now I'm wondering when, uh, yeah. when people are going to start coming out of the stock market and beginning to look at the bond market a little bit more seriously with these prices coming down. Now the problem is there's pretty good coupons out there, four, five, six percent coupons. But when you're paying hundred and ten, hundred and fifteen, hundred and twenty dollars for the bonds. It drives your, your internal rate of return down, you know, 1% to 2%, something like that. And that's the problem here. So it looks like to be some of the money needs to, you know, uh, uh, start being shifted around, you know. Out coming. Yeah,
3: yeah Randy, what you're talking right. about I'm is, not sure. is the yield to maturity versus, you know, so they'll go, hey, we've got a bond with a 5% coupon. You go, this is great, and it's at 110, and so the yield to maturity on the bond – might be you know two two and a half percent, and she got to check the yield of maturity. But to, to answer your question, I, I look, I think people are starting to get really nervous. The Fed has said well, we have inflation now; everybody knows that. But they've been kind of banking on the Fed to hold down rates, and, and 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 there's been kind of this thing. Well, the Fed really can't raise rates because we have so much debt. Well, they can't raise rates to ten percent, but they can take them higher than they are now. And so I think it's going to lead to kind of an over, over sell on, on the bonds. I think you're going to see more bond, people selling the bonds. I think you continue to hold off some uh, on that sector uh, for right. now.
5: Yeah, that, That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm kind of looking at these yields; they're, they're still too low, and inflation is still way too high. Now, I've got uh, maybe about 10 or 11 stocks, I think, but uh, I've got a number of little regional banks, small banks that have been doing real good. Now, I'm not talking about – Chase Bank and, and Wells Fargo and things like that. These are much smaller banks, and uh, and they've been going up pretty good. So uh, uh, I just kind of keep my eye on it, and when they begin to uh, start peaking out, I'm going to go ahead and start dumping them. But right now, uh, my stocks screener had showed me a bunch of these regional banks, and that's what I've been buying for the last six months or a year, and it's worked out pretty good.
3: Yeah. Look, the regional banks look good. I think I like them better. And, and I got to tell, I think there's a little lag in that sector, too, because, it, you know, I was actually talked to a, a regional banker uh, yesterday and uh, it, they can't even get stuff done in a lot of cases because things are so backed up, particularly if it's anything to do with real estate. They got to use title companies and stuff. So there's there's lags there. And I think they're doing pretty good. And those guys tend to be pretty cautious for the most part. And they tend to know their markets.
5: Yeah, they they got they got pretty good profit margins and things like that on these small banks. Now I have noticed that the yield curve it has overall come up a little bit, but it's still fairly steep and, and maybe a little above normal. And I'm thinking that might be the reason that these banks are actually going up.
3: Yeah, no, I think that's right. Uh, yeah, look, I think. Well, look, here's the deal, Randy. As the rates go up, their margins go up. And and, and, and let me tell you what, we've got to take a break. I'm going to expand upon that. Thanks for the call, and uh, and we'll be right back at this break on the Max Out Savings Show.
5: All right. Thanks, Ted. Happy New Year, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks. Savings
2: and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back.
4: Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air... We're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512NewMedia.com.
3: This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayin' Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant. And since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement.
2: Downtime with your family? That's good. the Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka.
3: Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. If you've got a question or comment, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. Uh, by the way, uh, oh, hello, Chuck. Welcome to the Show.
1: Yes, yeah, thank you very much for taking my call. I've, I've got a question. Um, I'm older. I was an Air Force pilot actually in Vietnam, I thought. The, uh, the bad things of communism and everything. I'm pretty conservative, and my son is that way too. But I've got a lot of my son's friends that really, you know, like socialism and communism. They think this modern AOCs, modern monetary theory can just go on forever. At what point? I mean, we got fairly bad inflation now at 7%, but it's still a functioning economy. It, how long can the world do this? before they really quit buying the bonds and we get in, like, really, really, really bad inflation. How long do you think that this could, could go on like this, where the the Fed can actually keep the interest rates relatively low?
3: Uh, I don't think – I think they got to do something pretty quickly on that, Chuck. I, that's uh, – I, I think – look, I mean, it, this thing it could get out of control sometime this year or next year unless they do something pretty quickly to, to try to slow things down because if this inflation accelerates uh, – the, and this kind of goes back into the call with Randy. Is look, with the, if they got the Fed funds at zero right now, and the problem they're running into is if this money starts flat, which is starting to flash, which means people are just spending it because they're like, oh my gosh, inflation. They have to do something to keep it in the banks and the money market funds, too, so so it doesn't just get, it doesn't, it, people just don't go crazy with it. And, and so the, the the Fed funds. Back in we we just said the ten year was at about was you know one point eight which is where it was back in uh, in January of of twenty twenty before this started. Well, at that time, the Fed funds was was much closer to one and a half percent, and now it's at zero. So they have to start raising rates pretty quickly if they want to get this under control. I think they're behind the curve.
1: Right, but here's the one I was thinking: the the they can't raise the rates. Enough to really make the bonds attractive for people to buy them. I mean, I mean, I don't understand why people are buying any bonds at this point in, in in the world. You know, but they are. The, yeah. the bond market really hasn't totally collapsed. I just don't see how long term that uh, the whole world just gets into a continual inflation thing that really can't be controlled that well.
3: That's the danger, and when it happens it happens reasonably quick if big inflations aren't a aren't a, aren't a decade long thing they tend to they tend to blow up in you know by by about the, the you know we're, we're basically right now we're 18 months into this thing the next 12 months are going to are going to tell you whether it's going to do that or not it, it tends to go on two two and a half years and then if it doesn't come down look out and right. that that's the danger and, and the problem is if something happens with China or Russia, you know then you've got to spend even more money, which puts puts things in, in, in i mean we're we're in a tough spot, there's no doubt about it
1: right, and I don't see an easy way out because if you raised interest rates enough to make the bond market attractive, you would destroy the economy right
3: yeah that yeah that's what, i if I had to guess what they're going to do is, I think they're going to raise the fed funds. Because if you can get the Fed funds up to one one and a half percent, people can kind of justify keeping the money in there. In theory, it might slow things down some. They, they you know, but but if they do another big, uh, if they want to do another big fiscal program for the, you know, for, for the for the Omicron. I mean, if they do that, it's, you don't know what's going to happen. And, and, and so, I mean, this is it's very difficult times, and I, this they're spending money. This is not quite like Weimar Germany because Weimar Germany was cut off. You know, And they were being bled dry by the Allies after World War One, But right. this is just not a good situation, and, and it could lead to some type of, of, of default. And I think what you're doing – I think the financial assets in this country and in the world are now so big. They're about 365 percent of GDP, I think, here in the United States. Or they're getting so big glo- – I think that's globally too – is that, that that money is starting to go down and go, look, that's a GDP – we want to own real assets versus stocks in bonds, and that 's why you 're seeing the run on on real estate on apartment buildings buildings ranches farmland uh you know houses those types of things gold i think gold silver crypto i think all of those things people people go look i just you know I know this is here, I know it can't disappear and that that that's the that's what you're starting to see, and this is what they 're going to have to control i mean how much longer they they control with this spin that you know they, – they've transitioned from, well, this is just going to be transitory inflation to it is inflation. We'll get it under control. They couldn't get it under control in the 70s for a decade, and and, and, this, and they had the ability to take rates to, to 12 13% on the Fed funds. They don't have that ability this time, as you point out, so it's going to be very difficult to see. I mean it could be a situation like Mexico you know, where you see things shoot up, and then it causes a big problem. Uh, with borrowing, you know, and, and that that's the other thing. So so I I, I I think you're gonna have to study it. I think you wanna be an asset. I also think you have to have some cash in the sideline in case things go wrong. So it's it's a real delicate balancing act.
1: Right. Listen Ted, good analysis. Thank you so much.
3: I listen all the time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck. Appreciate it. But, yeah. so, so, but and as far as the bonds look, I, I think right now, no matter what happens, I think the bond market's going to be under pressure because the Fed has said they're raising rates. That the interest rates are going up, and and the LQD, which is just a bond ETF, has started it broke down underneath the hundred day this week. So, so, so so we're seeing some of that happen. We're, we're really seeing some of the 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 tech sector. Uh, you know, start to break down too, but but the but 100 day on the under the 100 day, which is not a good sign. Since since 2000, you know, since the the pandemic started, it's always held the 200 the 100 day on the LQD and the HYG, it, which is is the junk bond market is doing better. But even then, that's starting to sell off. So I, I think you're going to see further pressure. I'd be careful with the with the bonds in here. You want to be in very short term bond funds. Money market funds, those type of things, near term, be, be, because you're, you're seeing pressure across the board on the uh, on, on the long on the mid and long term. Okay, Randy, you had another
5: for us. Yeah, okay, I want to follow up on the yield curve. Uh, the fact that the uh, the yield curve is fairly steep, I don't think the Federal Reserve is is really serious yet about uh, controlling this inflation. If if you look at the Fed funds, about 08 of a percent, it's still, like you said, very low. And, and they haven't raised uh, short rates substantially so that the curve has not beginning to flatten, much less invert. I don't think they're doing anything to fight inflation. Now, for me, being retired on a fixed income, this is annoying. I don't really care what unemployment is. I don't want to have prices doubling and tripling every time I go to the store or the gas station. The pain at the pumps is too high. I don't. That's I don't the think they've got serious about Paul Volcker in fighting this inflation yet.
3: Oh, absolutely. You're absolutely right on that. that. I mean, that's a great point, Randy. I don't think they are either. I think they're they're trying to talk this thing down, and I think it's going to blow up in their face.
5: Well, yeah, they're yapping about it, but they're not doing anything about it until we see the yield curve begin to, you know, flatten out. Then, then I'll then i think they're fighting inflation. But until then, I'm not going. I'm not buying it.
3: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, look, I agree. I think you got to stay away from the bond market for now, like, except short, very short term, you know, one, two year bonds, those type of things. I think you've got to be real careful right now.
5: Yeah, I'm looking at one or two year maturities. You can get about one and a half percent uh, return. It's much better than money market funds. And uh, I think you're still fairly safe. A uh, company's probably going to go out of business in a year. And and if the rates do rise, you'll still be in a good position.
3: All right. Yeah, All right, yeah
5: you, you nice might have a lot. Yeah. Take That's my call. Bye bye.
3: Thanks. Yeah, look, I mean, this is the the Fed is really—they're still at zero, and inflation's at seven percent. I mean, does anybody listening think that that, that the economy is going to slow down at all if we take rates to a quarter percent? They're listening too much to Wall Street. They should have been talking much tougher a year ago to Wall Street because all these derivatives have been put in place, and they're all afraid that they're going to blow Wall Street up again, which could happen. If it does, we'll catch it and we'll get get ahead of it for you. But but this is the problem out there. I, I think you've got to protect your your retirement in this environment. So I, look. I think you want to be in companies that pay good dividends. I think you want to be, you know, these look at Exxon. Exxon's sitting out there with that field in Guyana. You know, they, they over the last four, four years, four or five years, they've been, they, you know, probably a couple billion dollars put in in facilities for a 25, 30 year old field that's going to run, and they're still finding oil out there. It, it, those are the type of things. Uh, if you look at uh, there's some of the others. We're you know we're looking at the telephone set. We're looking at a number of things. Some of the drug sectors. Uh, look at some of the, so the industrial sectors the metals those type of things look we're we're, we're going to rebuild the world we're going to move the supply chains back to the united states so there's going to be more electrification because we have the ability to do it because our our semiconductor chips are so powerful it gives us a lot more optionality we have electric cars and things so that that's going to be a longer term trend nobody's fight no one's upset about but, but there's going to be profits to be made in it. But but these are all going to take time. But if you're looking at some, you know, multi-trillion dollar tech companies, these guys are have have been making money. They've, they've been running monopolies. They've been stealing people's data. They've been breaching their privacy. They, you know, they, they, they're going to be under pressure. So so, so it, it's a shift. It's 1999. We did very well in 2000. We, we, we weren't in those tech stocks. And I think you're going to see the same thing. So you want to protect your retirement. Short-term bonds, you want to understand inflation is the danger of your retirement. But if this does get out of control, it can wipe you out if you don't have people that know what they're doing. And I think we're going to have to be cautious going forward. Uh, you know, The precious metals we talked about. Uh, the, but but right now, we're, we're in this corrective phase. And like we talked about earlier in the show – Forty percent of the Nasdaq stocks are down fifty percent. There's a lot of stocks on the cryptos are, you know, everyone's on, They're down forty percent. There's a lot of damage being done out there, and so you have to be in the right right things in this environment. And I think that's going to be important because of what the tide is coming out. That the free money, the what was it, eight and a half trillion dollars in uh, eight and a half trillion dollars in 2020, two trillion dollars in 21. Now there's not going to be much money coming in, and it's a different story. And and inflation has manifested itself because of that, and it's not going away. So these are some things you want to think about, and you want to be cautious. I I think the markets, you're seeing some of these these indexes start to break down. I think you've really got to be a little more cautious. Okay. Hey, Carl, real quick. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, Ted, uh, I noticed that uh, Samsung is investing $14 billion in Taylor, Texas, What's going on in Taylor that makes it such a good place to invest? Do you know? Well,
3: yeah. You know, we actually we got a ranch up near there. Uh, the uh, look, it, it, it's just north of Austin. They can put the cheaper housing in Taylor, and 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 the, that tollway that goes up on the, on the uh, east side of Austin goes right by, you know, right kind of nearby, so they can put a lot of housing in there cheaply for the workers, and it also can get to the airport quickly by just going right down the the toll road. That, that's the key to that area. I think for Austin, the bigger growth area is going to be Round Rock, Georgetown, up to Temple going forward in Taylor area. Thank you, Ted. Okay, good question. Well, I hope everyone has a week during the Max Out Savings Show. Look, it's the start of the new year. We talked earlier. Look, review your credit cards to see where you're spending money. See if you can cut your expenses. See if you can increase your savings rate. Make some uh, some New Year's resolutions to change your financial life or your life in general. But now's the time to do it. I hope everyone has a great weekend. And uh, until then, remember our motto and philosophy of the Max Out Savings Show, which is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively.